0: So Brian's back joining me once again. This time we're going to walk through module seven of the Life After Pornography Program. And the conversation we had was one of the sweetest, most meaningful conversations we've had yet. So I'm really excited to bring this to you. And this really is the pinnacle of our work in ACT that we can pivot from trying to overcome this struggle that we're not getting any traction and begin to focus on living our values. And that is what Module 7 is all about. And what Brian will be sharing with you, some really exciting updates in his life and in his relationships and some things he's been working on to improve the lives of others. So I'm really looking forward to sharing this conversation to talk about how these principles and act around values actually look in action. And also another exciting update is I began offering counseling and coaching services to individuals that are going through the life after programs who feel like they need some additional help and support in applying these principles in their own life. So here we go. Walk through module seven of the life after pornography program. If you're like me, you know your mind can be your best or your worst friend. Our mind is an amazing tool that can do incredible things, but our mind can also create problems out of nowhere. Sometimes our mind keeps recommending the same solutions to problems even when they aren't working. I see this pattern play out as individuals try to overcome their anxiety, depression, or even struggles with pornography, using approaches that make sense but aren't very helpful. This podcast will show you how real researchers and clinicians are changing the way we approach mental health and reveal helpful research-supported principles designed to help real people with real problems. My name is Dr. Cameron Staley, and welcome to the Life After Series Radio. So we are back once again. Um, So looking forward to having a chat with my good friend, Brian. It's been some time since we've sat down, had a conversation, and recorded a podcast, and we have some good reasons for that. And So I'm excited to get into those, and I think that's going to fit really well into our conversation on Module 7 of the Life After Pornography program, and I know we've covered a lot of ground about a lot of really important things. I might be most excited about this conversation because it, it really is act in action. All of the things that we've been talking about are to get to this point. And I mean, Brian's got some exciting news. So maybe we can start with some of the projects you've been working on and some of the things you've recently launched that have come out of some of the things you've struggled with and some of the things you've learned and some of your own efforts to make a difference.
1: Absolutely, and uh, I will say it's good to be back. I I love doing these. Um, so I'll I'll save the best uh, the best happenings of the few past few months for uh, uh, the last um, part. But recently, I have launched uh, a health platform called Way Up Health as a home base for shame free positive information around all aspects of health. And I I can't even describe how many factors went into this, but obviously one of the biggest struggles that I've had in my life is this struggle with pornography. And so learning from it, being on podcasts, going through the life after pornography program taught me so much about Pursuing values, we'll talk about that a lot today, and being able to chase what you want and to go after what you want. And I've always been somewhat obsessed with the individual, the individuality of humanity, mm-hmm. and how each one of us has our values and. I I never want anyone to feel ashamed or alone because of them. And sometimes our values might not line up. Um, but I, I think if people are expressing themselves and passionate about things and want to pursue better health, then that is something that I will always support and want to promote. And so this, this platform is. A podcast and it's on all social medias and we post every day and it's it's just about promoting individuality and health and people's values and
0: being you i love it i'm excited to see where this takes you and it's a lot of work to get it set up and launched but also personally i find it that it's really intimidating so I know there's a lot of things that we value and we care about, we want to pursue, but on the other side of that is there's a lot of work and a lot of effort, and it can be scary to do that. So I'm curious how that side of it's been for you.
1: Yeah, I think it's the most ironic thing ever. I've, I've learned in the Life After Pornography program to be emotionally aware and notice when negative emotions come up and how to cope with them and be willing to push past those, um, negative emotions and choose values. And then when I'm choosing my values, more negative emotions come because it's so stressful. And so it's just this kind of ironic pickle that you're in of, I'm really pursuing the things I know and love, but it is stressful because you care so much about it. And I think it it goes back the other way too. I mean, a struggle with pornography. That's not one of my values. And so it caused me a lot of anxiety and stress and same with this health is everything to me. And I know if I can help other people pursue health and pursue their values, they're going to be happier. And that means everything to me. And so it's, (laughs) I went from being anxious and stressed about this thing to now being anxious and stressed about this other thing. But being anxious and stressed about something that I care so deeply about and I love doing has made me immensely happy. Yeah. And I and that's that's the key, right? that's that's it.
0: That's it. That's purpose. that's values. That's everything we're hoping to accomplish with module seven in the life after pornography program. and And I'd say lately for myself, I've been studying a variation of act that's called focused acceptance and commitment therapy. And one of my favorite lines and concepts in this approach is life is a symptom generator. That as we're living life, it actually generates symptoms. And those symptoms are good things. So often our minds like, no, we need to avoid symptoms. We should be comfortable all of the time and be at peace. But I think about as you've experienced and as you articulated so well, that as we do the things we really care about and pursue those, it's actually going to generate symptoms. And that's evidence that we are alive. And I thought like most of us are set up to believe we need to get rid of all symptoms, control all of those emotions, that that's good physical health and mental health and emotional health. But I thought if we didn't have any symptoms, that means we're dead. Like that's the absence of symptoms is not a good thing. And so, if if I'm pursuing values and stressed and scared about the outcome, that's a really healthy thing. But often what happens is that's intimidating enough. So, we avoid pursuing those values. And then, when we're living a life devoid of things we care about, we engage in coping strategies to soothe ourselves from a life devoid of value. And that's going to generate symptoms too. So, either way, you're going to experience symptoms in my mind, it's like, yeah, let's make sure those symptoms are in the effort of doing something we care about instead of a result of avoiding things that we care about.
1: I love that. That's that's fantastic. And the life being a symptom generator, I feel like that that's kind of an easily graspable concept of seeing life lived and just spewing these symptoms out at you, right? And it's just such a great reframe. I think health is good. Health is not progress because of a lack of symptoms. It's good health despite a plethora of symptoms and progress. Despite that, despite all those problems and emotions and struggles. And so it it feels good to be on the other side of that.
0: Yeah. It's amazing. And I, I know you know this as having a personal training background, but I think about the times like I that I don't exercise and don't wake up early in the morning, my body feels really good. <laughs> There's no aches and pains. I don't have sore muscles. <laughs> like I feel pretty good. But like the more I'm playing early morning basketball or hitting the weight room, like my muscles are tight and stiff, and I got creaks and pains and I gotta stretch more it's like, why am I doing all this exercise? Like, I have a lot more symptoms. And that whole concept has changed my mentality where it's like, I want to produce as many symptoms as I can today. Like, how active can I be physically? How many people can I help today? How can I challenge myself? And it's like, yeah, that's my new goal. Instead of counting my steps, I guess maybe that's part of it, because I want to generate more symptoms in line with things that I care about. And that is so different. Then our mind's like, no, nah, we want to get rid of all of those, um, but symptoms are good. And your platform is all about helping people in so many areas of their health, but there's going to be a lot of symptoms associated with that too.
1: There already have been, yes. <laughs> I've felt felt a lot of them, but again, I wouldn't I wouldn't change it or trade it for anything. Those are those are good symptoms that I know will result in growth.
0: And that's the key. So we got that. Brian's launching his platform. I think you're going to help so many people. You've got so many talents and your work ethic is exceptional. You're going to make it happen. Um, You're going to keep pursuing those values and probably generate a lot of symptoms along the way.
1: Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. I I assure you I have many more symptoms than I do talents, but (laughs) I'm all right with that.
0: That's awesome. So, with that, you know, I'm always trying to challenge myself and grow a little bit more and see how I can help. Um, So, I also recently started offering coaching and counseling services um, for people that are going through the life after pornography program. Um, I've just had so many people reach out to me um, over the last uh, year or two saying, Hey, I'm getting a lot of benefit. Enjoy the, the podcast, enjoy the program but I need a little bit more help applying some of these skills. And so that was out of my comfort zone again. Uh, But I turned my willingness up on high and said, I got to find a way to help people. Um, So now I am offering those coaching and counseling services. And I'll share the link to that um, so people can find that if they need that. And it's been so rewarding. Um, I've been doing this for the last few months or so. And just really enjoy um, hearing people's stories and what they're getting out of Applying these principles, and I think the biggest thing that I've noticed from folks that have reached out is they found that ACT brings them so much hope that they've tried so many other control strategies and tried so many shovels to to control urges and emotions, and that can feel really hopeless and defeating and keep people stuck. And a lot of folks that have reached out and say, I, "Wow, this is different." This mindfulness-based approach is so hope-filled, and I still struggle at times about how I can apply some of these principles with my situation, and so I'm really hoping that a little bit of coaching um, or counseling can really help people make that pivot they need and get that perspective they need or help them acquire the skills to help them keep moving forward pursuing those values.
1: I'm glad to see you. I remember on one of our first podcasts, you told me about how you had to exercise willingness to do that initial Ted talk and how, I don't know if I think you were working with a group or maybe it was to launch uh, the life after pornography program and you, your group actually were the ones who said, Hey, you've been helping us all this time. You should, and telling us to get out of our comfort zones. You should uh, taste some of your own medicine. And so I'm, I'm glad to see it's still, it's still a pattern. So it it's awesome. And I, I'm not sure if pursuing your values will ever not be rewarding. I think there's just something intrinsically beneficial about doing things you love and what yeah. you
0: care about. Absolutely. And I think about, that there's, there's always that benefit. And then there's some sacrifice and challenge as well. And I, it's finding that balance. So in my mind, um, trying to figure out how can I best help other people with struggles, with some of the resources and principles that I know, but also balancing my other values with time at home and time with my family. And so I had to find that balance of how much time can I carve out of my life to help people coaching and counseling, helping them kind of take that next step. And so there's a lot of things I value and care about, but finding that balance can be challenging and negotiating that and just, yeah, all the things that we care about. And there's just a kind of a big balance in that, but I'm doing my best to make that work. And what I find is the more I pursue those values, even though they're intimidating at first and, and it does take more time, I discover that I have even more energy. And my passion just grows and I just want to do even more. And I'm always surprised, like, oh, if I commit to doing something like coaching and counseling, it'll take up my time and I'll be more depleted and I'll be more overwhelmed. And what I found is the opposite. Is actually I feel like I'm more efficient with my time. I'm feeling even better. And I just really enjoy these connections with people. And so I get a lot out of these coaching and counseling meetings with folks that I have in the evenings But I find them so energizing and so refreshing to see people improving and growing and making these changes. And so I found that the more that I do these things, even the better I feel, even though it's work, it takes time, there's sacrifice. In the end, those benefits outweigh the avoidance of, oh, that's a lot of work. I'll just watch another basketball game tonight instead. Um, I find that pursuing that is just so rewarding.
1: For, enter, for anyone wondering, how do I know if something's a value? I feel like that's the answer. Yep. If, if you're pursuing it and it's energizing and exciting and happy despite the amount of sacrifice and work and time that goes into it, I feel like that's a great gauge for that thing being a value. And, and that shows your gravity towards it. I I've enjoyed that same benefit from launching this platform. I mean, it, it's editing these podcasts, it's coming up with content ideas, and sometimes you get lost in the little mundane tasks, but I'll say that in, in posting and talking to people about it and in doing more podcasts, it's my favorite thing right now. It's, it's the, my favorite thing i'm working on and so it's it's so nice to have emotions to tell
0: you when your values are right. Oh. And that is spot on. What a great definition of values and how emotions from our previous module 6 help guide us in that direction. And i was really excited and honored to be the first guest on your podcast. <laughs> that was such a treat for me to be on the other side and and have you interview me and and talk about mental health.
1: I feel like it it is poetic and perfect and exactly how it's supposed to be. So you've helped me. It's impossible to articulate. And so I wanted, I, I needed you to be on that first episode to, to show how much that meant to me. And I I know that episode has already blessed a lot of people's lives because I've gotten messages and people have Subscribed to it right off the bat and told me how much they love it. So that's all you.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, that is so fun to see, kind of the successes you've had and, and where you're going, and to be a part of that. Um, that is so meaningful. And that's kind of what Module is about is clarifying, you know, what are our values in some really key areas of our life, including our friendships, our family relationships, kind of what do we value in education or in work or learning. And often we have values in our physical health or leisure, recreation or spirituality. There's so many areas of our life that we can have values. And those values are intrinsic and they provide meaning and joy and fulfillment. And often we can get so lost in a struggle that we got to overcome the struggle. We got to fix the struggle that we lose sight on. What are the things that we really care about what are the things we really want to put our efforts and our energy and focus on what are the things we want to grow and the challenge is with trying to overcome a struggle like with pornography is we devote all of our attention to that and often that struggle grows it's kind of wherever our attention is kind of grows. and so if we're really focused on a struggle sometimes that struggle grows bigger the good news to that is that same principle holds true with values, that if we focus on our values and grow those, those can enhance as well. And one of the, the key values that many of us have is with having a partner, these intimate relationships. And I think when we first started these podcasts, I asked you like, hey, like, what's your status? What's going on? I think you had just ended a dating relationship. And we're like, I think I'm good. I'm going to be flying solo for a little while and figure this out. And I think that's changed a little bit over the months and time we spent together. Just a little bit. Yes.
1: So I got married in September and I might just let you ask me questions about it. Cause if you let me go off, I'm going to talk for hours and days. So I will just say that it is quite literally the best thing that has ever happened to me, the best thing I've ever done. And for a large portion of my life, I thought I would never be able to have it. And to be able to be so close and connected with someone and have them know every part of me and be confident in me and to have me... Have the reverse for them but to also be confident in me in that relationship is priceless and it's achievable even when i thought it wasn't and it has it is literally it's life now it is my life
0: wow wow i just oh my heart is full <laughs> so Brian, you felt that marriage was something that was off the table, that it was not achievable for you. I,
1: yeah, I thought that because of my struggle with pornography, I would never, uh, ironically, I would never allow myself to be married. But also I, I figured that no one would ever love all of me, including that struggle.
0: Wow. That's heavy. Yes. That joy I felt in like, oh my gosh, you got married. <laughs> Just, <laughs> I mean, it sinks when I hear that where it's like, you know, in the end, I, I might be unlovable because of this struggle I've had and I don't want to harm anybody that i don't have confidence in myself and i can't enter a relationship like that is heartbreaking to think about that you spent a period of your life feeling that way that that future was not a possibility for you yeah and and to think
1: about where i am now if you would have shown right now me to 6 years ago me or even last year me I would have I would have just passed out. I don't think I would have even been able to comprehend the amount of things I've been able to do because I was so stuck digging my own struggle deeper. And you're right. You said something so interesting that you like I feel like when you struggle with this, clearly you can still have good values. And so part of you is thinking, I don't want to ruin a marriage for someone else. I don't want them to marry me because I'm a monster. How could I have this struggle? And I look at everything now. It is so fun to have people ask me about Married life who expect it not to be good, like people were literally asking, like, Oh, like, how was the honeymoon? I know honeymoons can be tough. I was like, Are you that was the best, like, week of my life? Like, that was amazing to just be with a person that I've literally dreamed of being with my entire life, and just to to be connected to them and to love them and to have that, like that is my number one value in life. And I think there's a very individual aspect of that for me, but also spiritually in my beliefs as well. I, I have literally grown up singing songs about being with my family forever Hmm. and to have those songs in your head. And then to not think that you're going to have that is heartbreaking. But right now to, to know that my wife's going to come back from work in a few hours and I'm going to be able to see her and spend time with her and have that for the rest of my life and for eternity is it's just, It is a miracle that I never thought I'd see.
0: Wow. Wow, that is the sweetest thing, Brian. That is just so touching to hear you share this journey and where you're at and how special this is. Yeah, this this has got me teared up. I mean, that that emotion that's there is that is so sweet. And I just appreciate you sharing this. Like this is just incredible. And for you, it feels like a miracle to get to this place.
1: 100%. Whatever is beyond
0: 100%. <laughs> yes. So you shared the good news. You got married. I'm really curious, like how this dating courtship went and how <laughs> getting to know each other and saying, hey, you know, as we're dating, i I've been doing some podcasts and kind of talking to people about how I overcame a struggle with pornography. You know, how did you weave that into the dating? How did that go?
1: Oh man. I, <laughs> I'm going to have to leave things out so that I don't look like a total fool, but uh, <laughs> yeah, me. Yeah. Anyway. Um like you mentioned earlier i mean when we were first doing podcasts and i i do remember you asking if i was romantically involved with someone and um had just ended a relationship um and was i i was honestly i was ready i was already doing the life after pornography program and i was i was ready to keep going with my life and i i did have other values besides that intimate relationship. And so I I was excited to pursue business endeavors and all this other stuff. So I I was kind of done with dating for a little bit and apparently divine power had some other plans. And I, I ended up meeting my now wife and, um, we, she was the first date I went on after my little, the hiatus um and i i knew i was in for something special and it it honestly scared me because i i wasn't ready for it and i again it was something so valuable to me and i cared so much about it that all those crazy emotions came. And I I do remember being stressed and anxious. And, and there was a point in our, um, period of dating where I, it did get to me and I, I had to talk to her about it, um, of just like, I've got all these emotions and I'm stressed about this and I I think it's because I care so much and I want it to be perfect and I know it can't always be perfect. And, um, that was one aspect of it, but I guess bringing pornography into the mix, um, we had already been dating for a little bit and I remember I took her out and we ate and we went on a drive and, uh, the conversation just became a little more serious Mm. and she asked me what I did during the day. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And at that time I was making a lot of content for life after pornography and being on a lot of podcasts. And so I'm sure there was like an audible gulp, like the cartoon (laughs) where you see the Adam's apple move like three feet down a throat. Like, and I wasn't nervous to talk about it. I am a little apprehensive about how people respond, but we parked and I, I was just very open. And I said, I I told her the whole story. I said, I'd struggled with pornography for years. um, But through this program, I, I've been able to literally turn away from it into a direction that I liked in life and i i had been so much happier i didn't struggle with pornography anymore and literally to see the expression she's so great she she listened there was no judgment but i think when you bring up pornography everyone's natural reaction is kind of like this yeah like you just saw like deer in headlights almost (laughs) And to see that reaction come from deer in headlights down to, oh, okay, was one of the most beautiful moments of our, of dating. And I, I loved it. And from that point on, it was, it wasn't like every day at dinner, we were talking about it, but it was a conversation point where we would just talk about it. And it was beautiful to be able to be open and to, to share that side of me and to have her be so accepting about it. And um, I don't necessarily want to share too much into her mindset because I'm not her. And so the only thing I'll say is that what she shared with me um during that conversation when i first told her she had only had i don't know whether to call them nightmare stories or scary stories but it was it was the fear fearful stories around pornography and people's relationships torn apart and people close to her and it, it broke my heart to hear that coming from her um but now to, to know that she understands that that's not the case is very powerful for me because I know there are people out there who, who only hear those stories, the scary ones, the divorce, the loneliness, the jail time Mm
0: -hmm. to have
1: my wife and however many people can know that there are stories like ours where it's happy where our marriage is beautiful it's the best relationship i've ever had those are the stories i want told
0: yeah
1: and those are the stories that that need to be told because they're possible and fear isn't gonna motivate any change it's only gonna make things worse and so it's been so beautiful to see our relationship literally thrive because of a struggle I had with pornography and how much it's taught me about connection and awareness and pursuing values and being able to literally and figuratively pursue her (laughs) in, in a way that is so meaningful and beautiful and open and accepting. It, it's seriously, I, I keep using the word miracle, but that's what it is. I, I think it's it's this level that I, I didn't think was possible, and I am literally in it.
0: Yeah, I think that's what strikes me is you're living what's in module seven, this whole concept of pursuing your values and clarifying what you care about, And actually driving those you're living it and a couple things you shared I mean there's a lot of things you shared there but you mentioned that it was beautiful beautiful moment in your dating to talk about your struggle with pornography and I think about your wife at the time she was primed with all these really scary stories and narratives about what pornography represents and what the final outcome will be she wasn't primed to be like oh when someone talks about pornography, it's just an unhelpful coping strategy. This will be all right. We can't talk about this. I mean, she wasn't primed with those stories. And yet you both took the time to get to know each other and to listen and support and be open and honest and have conversations and see each other. And I think that's what gets missed often when a conversation with pornography is pornography hijacks it. It's all about the fear around it, and we lose the the people involved in the relationship. And I'm so happy for both of you that she saw you, and you saw her, and you took that opportunity to be vulnerable and open and say, this is where I am, and this is where I've been, and this is where I want to go, and I'd kind of like to go with you. Let's do this together. Oh, that journey is everything i just i just want to keep listening this is this is everything brian and
1: again i i mean i cannot thank you enough because it it is this approach that has given me that life and the life i want if i I don't know how many more shovels I would have had to use to dig myself down to a point when I just gave up. I mean, I, I was not going in the right direction. And I think what ACT does and what Life After Pornography has done for me is help me look up at where I want to go and teach me how to get there and teach me how to walk in that direction and again i just i i like i'm sure there's some ancient i don't know sorry i like how you said she saw me and i saw her because i feel like that's such a great visual pun intended that like you you see each other and I, there is nothing on earth. I value more than her. And like, she, she's my, one of my values, my biggest value. And I, um, like she's the direction I, I want to go to and with, like you said, like we're doing this together and I mean, it's, it's poetic and it's beautiful, but it's also so real. Like it, it is, it's not just language. It's, it's, life. And it's, it's how I want to live. And so it's, it's been so great to, to have that implemented in our dating. And so pornography wasn't even a hiccup and granted, I mean, there are boundaries. If I would have just brought that up on our first date, like, so, Hey, my name's Brian porn, you know, <laughs> let's talk. That's not how you do that. It, it was a, a judgment on my part that we were at a point in our relationship where I could bring that up comfortably. And, and she trusted and knew me well enough to, to not only accept that, but to, to love me despite it. And even now, as we've been married to use those principles in our relationship, that there might be things we disagree on. There might be difficult conversations that come up and using principles of awareness and willingness and acceptance in our relationship has made it so amazing. Like the, the biggest argument we've had is over who gets like the last piece of like chicken Parmesan. Like it's (laughs) just, it's, it's great. And I know I'm probably living in like the honeymoon phase right now and everything's perfect, but, it, like, I, I cannot get over how, how good it, it has been because of the way I live my life now and that I'm willing to live with her.
0: This is it, Brian. I mean, this is, this is the, the point of ACT and what we're hoping to accomplish with Life After Pornography. And I don't know if it's a bait and switch but like people enter this program because they're trying to overcome a struggle with pornography. And that's step one. But ultimately the goal is pursuing your values and things that really matter. And I think about, for me, values are this heading, this direction we're going. And so if I think about values are heading West and that your marriage is heading West and your spirituality and your health and your fitness and your podcast, that's all heading west. and you've got a lot of momentum. and you're flying heading west. But what happens a lot of times with these struggles is we spend all of our effort trying not to go east. And I don't know how to not fly in a direction. And yet that's what we've been doing is we're staring out the rearview mind- window like, oh my gosh, east. That's where porn lives. That's where unhealthy coping lives. I don't want to go there. I'm going to dedicate my effort trying not to go that way. And we never go anywhere by trying not to go that way. And I think that's the beauty of ACT, is we finally get to see that perspective of what we've been really doing. We've been trying not to go somewhere we don't want to go. And we don't go anywhere. And so as we let go of that struggle and we drop that rope. It's like, oh, what else could we do? It's like, well, actually, we can go west. We got to figure out what west is for you. We got to clarify what those values are. And now we got to set some goals to actually log some miles in the direction of those values. And that's it. That is act. It's not a trick to control sexual urges. It's a way to overcome a struggle and pursue the life that you really, really want. And this is just beautiful. I'm gonna steal that word from you. This is it. And this was my hope and my vision with people as they go through this where it's like, oh my gosh, I gotta get rid of porn. And it's like, okay, I'm kind of letting that go. Oh, but there's so much more to living life than not having this struggle. That gets you in the door, but this struggle is an opportunity to learn about yourself, develop a new skill set, practice that openness and awareness and that vulnerability, have emotions guide you to live your life. And you're doing it, Brian. And I I couldn't be happier for you. And I don't know if I deserve this one, but I couldn't be more proud of you either. It's just incredible to hear this. Thank you. I I, a lot of words, a lot of
1: thoughts. (laughs) I, I do remember saying in a lot of these podcasts, how, how it's kind of frustratingly funny to look back and think about how hard I worked to use your analogy, not to go East. And you either don't go anywhere or you're so focused on the rear view that you crash into something and it hurts. And it's, pretty awful and it's exhausting to not to put all your effort into not going anywhere and and to think it it just it doesn't seem like it would be such a hard thing for your mind to figure out but your mind just wants to keep shoveling and keep going when in reality it's just looking up Finding a direction you really want to go and just walking, just going. And that's what I've that's what I've seen. That even I I knew I w- always wanted to be involved with with health. And as I've pursued this path, it's opened up more doors and more opportunities. And, and it's been so remarkable to see the blessings that have come from me just walking going in the direction that i wanted to go i wouldn't have gotten married if i would have stayed put i wouldn't have launched way up health if i would have stayed put i'm not sure what i would have accomplished and and to have act and the life after program and you to thank because of the steps that i've taken in the direction that have led me to where i'm at right now it's just, it's priceless. Again, it's it's the best gift I ever could have been
0: given. Wow. Oh, this is so special to hear this. And, and this feels like we get to celebrate this. We get to celebrate kind of this pivot in your life and your journey and where you're at and where you're going. And it's just so exciting. Um, and I think about, often where we start way back in module one is we've been in this pit for so long and we have all these shovels to try to control our urges and we're just digging, digging, digging. And we're like, I don't even know how to get out of this pit. And like you you shared it, that the ladder to get out are these values. And it is as simple as walking towards them. But when we're, we're locked into that problem-solving mindset where we've got to control this, we've got to vanquish it, We got to eliminate this. This problem cannot be there. We cannot have these symptoms. That pit gets deeper. And the way forward, that ladder truly is walking in the direction of your values. And that's it. And this is what you're doing. I'm thinking of
1: if I were younger and listening to this, first off, my mind would be blown. I'd be like, no way. Like, (laughs) I want to keep shoveling. But. (laughs) Honestly, if I if I were younger and listening to this, um it it would be so great to hear that the things that I've dreamed about and things that I value can be accomplished despite having struggled with pornography. And even because of having struggled with pornography, um, and even if you are struggling with pornography, you can walk in the direction of your values. And that's not something I even fathomed. I knew I had to cut pornography off at the head before I could even take one baby step forward. That's the mindset because you, you don't feel good enough. You don't feel like you're, you're able to do anything else other than stop pornography. And, and to be for a younger me to hear that I, I could move in the direction of my values even if I was struggling and it would actually help me get out of this struggle. Oh, well, that's just too good to be true. That there's no <laughs> way. Right. But that's literally, that's literally the answer. Um, and in, in saying that the younger me would also be curious as to, to how, I mean, we, it, it is easy to say um, and, and a little bit more difficult to actually implement, but to To pick your values and to, to be aware of those and then to find and set goals in the direction of your values. That, that might take a little more talking about, but I do want to articulate it articulated that you can move in the direction of your values despite, because of, and even if you are in a struggle with anything.
0: That is so well said. Because it's all of those. It's despite, it's because, or if you're still in them, you can still climb the ladder and pursue. And often the more we start to pursue those values and the more comfortable we get in generating symptoms, the less we need to revert to those coping strategies to soothe ourselves. It's like, yeah, symptoms are going to be there. They're okay. And we don't need to soothe ourselves from a life without any value because it's full of it. So a lot of the reasons why we turn to our struggle in the first place start to erode and go away. And that struggle we had to overcome kind of takes care of itself as we pursue these values. And that's what's missed on our problem-solving mind. It's like, no, I have to fix this. It's like, yep. No, actually, you need to go west. And for a lot of people, they don't quite know where to start. And that's the purpose of Module 7 and also Module 8 is let's figure out how to clarify our values. And there's some great ways to do that. And there's a values card sort activity in there. There's some opportunities to think about some key areas of your life and spend some time writing about those values. And then we chat about how to actually set smart goals that are specific and measurable and achievable and relevant and time-bound. So you can actually log some miles, take some steps in that direction. And once you make that pivot, it's like, it's a completely different game. Like you said, try not to go east. You not only don't go anywhere, but you probably run into a lot of stuff. (laughs) But heading west, it's straight ahead. Where do you want to go? Let's take off. Let's pursue.
1: And I do remember the ironic thing is I'm thinking about it. And I remember telling you I only got to module seven in life after. and, And that's when I really started seeing changes was when I, all of a sudden it was like, pursue your values. And it was like, someone gave me the green light to just go after what I wanted. But now I was mindful. Now I was emotionally aware. And when those values got tough and when I started speaking to groups of people about pornography, which is terrifying, I was able to cope with those in a healthy way. Mm. And it, it was just... I feel like this this module is what it's all about and all of it's important for the record i did i have finished the life after pornography (laughs) program multiple times now um but but module seven it's just it's it's the end of the rainbow it's it's what we're after and it's it's that it's that motivation it's the commitment it's what really matters to us it's the good emotions it's it seems like all the goods tied up in these values and we can finally access them when we realize that they're ours and we can pursue them
0: that's it yeah you're right like all the preceding modules are to prepare you for this for hey it's actually about knowing what you care about and then doing it that's it um the other modules are really to help you let go of digging. And let go of controlling and perfecting. Help you recognize we have emotions; they're actually serving us. Let's listen to them. Let's practice willingness to get more comfortable with those thoughts and emotions and urges and physical sensations. All of that is in preparation for. Here comes the ladder. Do not dig with this ladder. Climb with this ladder. And once you do, it's like, oh my goodness, this is it. There's fresh air up here. I love this. And as you start to pursue those, it's like, oh, this is challenging. It's difficult. And our mind is going to say, oh, okay, let's start digging again. Let's go back into that hole. I know how to cope with stress and discomfort and anxiety. Those options are always there. And there's going to be moments in our life where we dig. And moments where it's like, yeah, I did choose to look at porn to feel better in that moment. I've been pursuing my values and it's difficult. It's intimidating. It's overwhelming. Those times will still occur. But ideally, with this mindset, it's like, okay, I kind of see what's going on. I can choose to keep digging. I can choose to try to not go east. Or I can learn from this experience and keep heading west.
1: As you were talking, it it occurred to me, hypothetically, if, if tomorrow I was to watch porn, would that negate everything that I've accomplished so far? Would that cancel the beautiful marriage that I'm a part of? Would that de-launch way up health? Would that take all of that stuff that I posted down? Absolutely not. None of it's reverted because of me digging. Um, and, And I do, it's just, I feel like now that I even have the choice it's easier to not watch porn because before it was like, of course, that's the only option, but now it's, there is a much better option and I'm going to pursue that one and I'm going to make progress even if it comes up and it won't negate that progress. I, that was a very hopeful perspective shift for me was that, Even if you do watch porn as a coping mechanism, it doesn't change anything. It doesn't change who you are. It doesn't negate all your success. It's just a coping strategy.
0: That's it. That's it. Yeah. And that's what makes this workable. And if we turn that around and if your mentality was, if I ever viewed porn again, my marriage is over. My livelihood's over. I can no longer help other people with their health. That's a guarantee you will view porn again to cope with that stress and pressure. And it will crash down. But if it's like, well, yeah, I'm still going to pursue these things and there'll be times I'll cope in ways that are less healthy. And what can I learn from that and keep moving? That's going to decrease the likelihood that you're going to turn to porn to cope. But if we say porn cannot be a part of this Heading west at any point for the rest of time, it guarantees its presence. You're
1: going east. Yep. <laughs> yeah.
0: That's it. Saying porn can't be a part of it is heading west while looking through the rearview mirror.
1: Yep. Not going to work.
0: Not going to work. Wow, Brian. I mean, you, you stole the question I wanted to ask you. So if you were going to talk to your younger self or other people that are currently struggling, what would you want them to know? I'm trying to put it in one sentence and there might just be too much
1: to put in one (laughs) sentence, but you can be you. When I struggled with this, I felt like I was on lock because of my struggle with pornography. I felt like I couldn't be me because of it. The way out of a struggle with pornography is being you. And so if you can recognize and realize that you can walk in the direction that you want to walk and chase those values and experience the symptoms and also the amazing amounts of happiness that come from that the struggle of pornography will literally be behind you yeah. because you are busy chasing your emotions <laughs> and you might look in the rearview mirror every once in a while And even if it's to wave and say, oh, wow, look how far you are back there. And then you might hit a pothole and you're like, oh, that was ironic. But you are headed in the right direction. And find comfort and confidence in that. If you're chasing your values. You're doing good.
0: Yeah. That's it. Even on the spot. That is it. That is the direction. That is the hope. That is the vision. That is so workable, so healthy. It's just amazing. And to think about this, I think that first podcast we had was within a year. Like that was probably not even a year ago, if I remember the time frame. Um, But often the story around pornography and addiction is this is a lifelong issue. You're going to have to work on this for the rest of your life. And not only were able to kind of let go of that struggle with viewing porn but you also let go of the struggle with the struggle and are married within that year like this doesn't need to take wow this is going to be years of my life before I can start doing the things I really want when you saw it you went and that's why you are here where you're at today
1: and quick disclaimer this program is not going to get you married (laughs) within a year just (laughs) That was very, very specifically my circumstance. But I will say that following this mindset and implementing these practices will allow you to have the things that you want in life and give you permission to chase after them and to experience all the happiness that they can give you.
0: It's amazing. And you're right on. We get to choose which direction we want to go and at what pace we wanna pursue it. And you pursue things really quickly. That's just now <laughs> you are. You're like, oh, I'm gonna build this platform and I'm gonna help people because I gotta do it. Um, other people, it takes a little bit more time to get there. I'm a little bit slower. Um, I, I take some of those things a lot more slowly to develop those. And so some people are gonna take more time. And for me is that's not as important as the direction you're going as long as you've clarified what west is and you're facing it you can walk you can jog you can sprint it really doesn't matter how quickly you're pursuing it as long as you're heading that direction and that is the key thing
1: absolutely and it's it's such a hopeful message because that's the direction you want to go and you're you're allowed to head in that direction. I mean, it's it's literally as simple as that. And for some reason, well, for a lot of reasons, this struggle doesn't allow you to even think that you're permitted to go in that direction. Yeah. When in reality, going in that direction is going to be the way out of the struggle.
0: That's it. And that's why we get stuck. That's the deception. Because of this struggle, you can't have the life you want. But as soon as we start pursuing it, the struggle kind of goes away. That's it.
1: It's waiting for you.
0: It's here. Oh, this is wonderful. Thank you so much with sharing your journey and sharing the good news and sharing your new platform. So why don't you tell us once again the best way we can find you?
1: We are on all social medias. Um, if you look up Way Up Health, the Way Up Health, um, you'll find you'll find it. Um, and the website is wayuphealth.com. That's it. And that'll have links to all our social medias and the podcast is on there. And um it's just it's following ACT principles and all aspects of health. And I think I hope I can keep this chain going of there, there's nothing that would make me happier than to have someone share what I shared <laughs> on a podcast. Um, because we all were willing to to be a part of this community that supports and shares and accepts and chases values so beautiful that's it
0: that's life-changing it's game changer and once we find that in ourselves and start heading west i think the next step is we want other people to be oriented to and heading in that in that same way and we want a whole fleet of people heading west and that's the beauty of it. And you're a part of that. So thank you so much. It's just been such a joy to be on this journey with you.
1: Thank you. And uh, this will not be like my first experience with the program. So we're going to do module eight. Promise. I'm not going to stop at seven. <laughs> we're doing, we're going all
0: the way through 10. Awesome. I love it. Okay. till we meet again. We'll see you. See you, Brian. Hey, thanks for listening. Please remember to rate and subscribe. I know you might be facing some issues in your life or know someone who is. Issues like anxiety, challenges in dealing with emotions, or other compulsive behaviors like unwanted pornography. And I know it's tough to talk to people about problems. Difficult to stare those obstacles down that we face in life and to really know how to deal with them. It's hard to know what to say and when to say it. And then when that moment you finally reach out to family and friends happens, sometimes it falls flat. I haven't found many programs teaching effective strategies like mindfulness, how to improve relationships, and ways to address unwanted pornography viewing through research-supported principles. So whether you simply want to help with a problem like unwanted pornography, difficulty responding to emotions, or just want to understand the world of someone struggling with porn a little better, head over to lifeafterpornography.com and get in on the next training. There you'll learn the exact same strategies individuals addicted to pornography used to transform their lives by implementing principles from evidence-based treatment shown effective in research for reducing unwanted pornography viewing. You'll learn the secrets, the myths, the enemies to recovery, and the LAP framework for dealing with unwanted porn viewing that we call WAVE. If that's something that interests you, click the link in the description or just head over to lifeafterpornography.com. I'm Dr. Cameron Staley, see you on the inside.